Cheers. Uh, uh, oh, God. Uh, tastes like being a man. Uh, now I remember why I hate alcohol. It's the worst, but I mean, whatever. Oh, God. Oh, fucking terrible. What are you talking uh, about, dude? That was good. Yeah, but you poured oh, too Thanks much. to High West Whiskey. Welcome to the Sports Project, ladies and gentlemen. I am Peter Meech. To the left of me is the one and only Breck Snyder. See, I'm being positive today, bro. Nothing about my hips. Breck Snyder, feed them hips. We about to feed them hips after this episode, thanks to our unofficial sponsor, Jins. We still pay. We still pay, yeah. I, I think I still would, yeah. though. Yeah it's, yeah, it's whatever. Gotta support them. Um... We have a lot lined up today, Breck, but before we get to it, let's talk about our social links. Let's talk about some Instagram. Find us on the Instagram. Find us on all your platforms, iTunes, Spotify, Google, but most importantly, Anchor. Interact with us through there. Interact with us through um, Instagram. Interact with us through any other platform that you can find us on, and that's it. But with that said, we got a lot of football talk both uh in the states and over the pond talk as far as football is concerned but let's talk some english premier league breck why do we want to talk english premier league breck because there's been quite a bit that's been going on um liverpool's now in first place in the table it's been a wild whirlwind of a ride and it's all due to mo salah and helping mm-hmm. me be uh nick's ass last week Ended up getting 18 fantasy, points of fantasy. Fantasy. I have decided to pack it in on fantasy this year, and I've De- decided Defending to, champ. Oh, I am the defending champ. No one's yet won. I won last year. You're in ninth place. The, the point is, the point that I'm trying to make is is that I just don't want to win all the time. Oh, you know? So it's like I'm taking, I'm taking the year off, you yeah. know, just to kind of like reset. Right. Anyways. Anyways, so yeah. Liverpool's in first. Man City's moved down to second. Tottenham, they were in fifth last week after losing to Arsenal and back up to third. So, yeah, Peter, I mean, let's talk about Liverpool and, and how they got to first place. And Man Manchester City finally, finally loses a game in Premier League. Well... Let's kind of run through the table of the top five right now. So you have Liverpool at number one at 42 points. Man City at number two with 41 points. Tottenham with 36 points. Chelsea with 34. And then Arsenal with 34. So you have a tie for fourth and fifth. And that fourth spot is very important. If you guys remember, um, the first four teams qualify uh, for Champions League. So... Uh, what determines a good season is getting the top four. What determines a great season is winning, you know, getting first. And what determines a stellar season is winning Champions League. So you want to make sure that you qualify for Champions League every year. That's why whenever you see EPL talk, it's always important that they they always talk about that first four spots, right? But needless to say... Breck, something you said really kind of resonated with me. Why is Liverpool in first place? How did Liverpool get to first place? If you remember some of our previous episodes, we talked about we talked about Mo Salah. We talked about him not being 100%, him not finishing the stuff that he finished last year. And all the talk throughout 
the week and throughout, you know, the last few months, I would say, is is Mo Salah just a one hit wonder? And is he was he just like a one season person and now he's just back to being a scrub or, you know, whatever the conversations may be. But my hunch was is that some of the one of the things that I brought up on a past episode is that Liverpool is running at 75 percent right now. And the reason why they're running at 75% is because they're running at 60% of Mo Salah. He's not going full speed. He's It's not that he's not going full speed. I'll rephrase that. He's just not at the same form that he was last year. And the last few games that Liverpool had, he has really caught form into into the striker that he was last year. Now, he's not like exactly who he was last year, but he is scoring. He is scoring at will, and he is doing some damage on uh, the offensive side. And For I, think exa- that's, I think that's important, too, because it mm-hmm. opens up the rest of the team. Exactly. So he had three goals against Bournemouth, and then in Champions League, he uh, oh, did he score? He scored uh, against uh, Napoli 1-0. So within the last two games, he's at, he's got four goals and then Liverpool's just playing really sound soccer right now. Like again, like you feel like they're hitting that final gear. Like they're they're finally hitting their potential, you know. And that's what makes them scary. It, I, I wouldn't be super pumped about the first spot just yet. They have a really big matchup against uh, Manchester United coming up this week. So I'm not. I would pump the brakes on the excitement. I'm going to wait after that game to see how pumped I get um, if they still remain in first place or not. Yeah, I mean, I I didn't watch any of the Liverpool game because that was the early game, right? Mm -hmm. So I didn't wake up to watch that. I did see that Mo Salah had one goal, and I was thinking, all right, fuck yeah, I'm getting some fantasy points already. And then I woke up after the game had finished, and he had got the hat trick. So obviously Liverpool did their part, and then it came down to Manchester City and Chelsea playing one another. And I don't know if it was Chelsea coming off of the loss against Tottenham and really wanted to make a name for themselves and and beat City, but City didn't really seem like themselves either. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I don't want to like discredit anything that. I don't want to discredit anything that Chelsea did. You know, like because Chelsea played a. Dude, Kepa Chelsea had a hell of a game. Yeah, in the Chelsea net. played Chelsea played phenomenally in defense and they were really dictating the pace of it, right? They were definitely controlling the midfield, they were definitely controlling the defensive end and they were just pressuring the ball, right? You know, they had a lot of they were doing what Man City's really good at. So they basically flipped the script on Man City. Man City's really good at pressing the ball and they're really good at pressing high, causing teams to make mistakes. That's exactly what Chelsea was doing uh, to Man City. And it was literally like a role reversal, you know? Like, the entire game, we always talk about sometimes, like, a team dictating the game or dictating the flow. Chelsea dictated that game. They dictated that flow. And they deserve that 2-0 win, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, Conte had a big goal. Um, God, who else scored in this one? Let's see. I can't. Let me look. Uh, Luis, David oh, Luis, oh, yeah, 78th David Luis. minute. Yeah, and that really shut the door on City, and they really seemed defeated at that point, which, I mean, there's a lot of a lot of soccer to still be played, but 
it, it was crazy to see because this was a huge momentum game, and I feel like Chelsea kept that the whole time, and City just couldn't find it in them to. Well, it was a, it was a big game for both teams. It was a big game for um, Chelsea because now they remain in the hunt for the four spot, and it was a big game for Man City because now they're in second place. Mm-hmm. You know, and since Liverpool won, they needed to win this game or at least tie it to to remain in the top spot. So because of this, right, Liverpool goes to first, City's now in second, Tottenham's now at third, Mm -hmm. in third, I should say, and I mean, after losing Arsenal, I figured that they, I mean, I don't want to say they had easy matches after that, but I mean, they ended up playing really well against Leicester City, who is a tough team to beat on any week. Southampton, I don't really know much about them, but it seems like at the end of the day, you have, tough to, team. you have to go in and handle your business. You're not just going to walk all over everyone just because you show up. So I think it was really good of them to come back after losing to Arsenal, losing that third place spot. I think Arsenal was in there for maybe a matter of a few days because there was a Premier League game on Tuesday after that. But then even going into Champions League, Tottenham had Tottenham's had a lot of big games lately. You know, the Barcelona match, they had to at least win or match whatever Inter did. Just match whatever Inter did. And to make it to the 16. Yep, to make it to the round of 16 and ended up pulling it off. And, I mean, that that's a huge response from going down and losing to Arsenal. Um, I will say, after watching the, the match against Barcelona, you know, Tottenham, it seemed like they controlled the game. Now, and when I looked at the stats after, it seemed like it was very evenly split. But if you were to watch the game, Tottenham dictated the tempo of, of the game. And they had so many opportunities to score. And the only reason why Barcelona ended up scoring was they put a young, um, a young guy on defense on the back line and ended up screwing up. And Dembele from Barcelona... Just, he wrecked him, dude. He made him look silly and ended up scoring. But after that, I mean, Tottenham, they were putting the ball in the box. They were giving themselves opportunities to score. Like, in all honesty, they could have probably won 4-1. But they just couldn't get things to fall. But, like, there was all this buildup. And just going back and forth and watching the Inter game and watching the the Tottenham game, you know, you kept seeing, like, okay, Tottenham's got to do something. they got to finally put one in the back of the net. And they finally do in the 85th minute – when Lucas Mora had a pass from Harry Kane, came across the middle and got it past the goalkeeper. And, I mean, that whole place, like, erupted. It seemed like there were so many Tottenham fans in the stadium there. But I think this is, like, a good transition, right? Tottenham knows that they can win, and I feel like they they understand that they can do this in whether it's Champions League or Premier League. And they have, again, probably easier games coming up in Premier League with uh, they play Burnley next on Saturday, they have Everton, Bournemouth, and Wolves, Wolves Cardiff, Cardiff City. City. So they, they have a lot of... Their next big matchup is... Probably United. Is United. In January. And then Leicester City. Yeah. And then Chelsea. But that's wiles away. But then they have a tough slate between... Chelsea, Arsenal, Crystal Palace, and Liverpool. But, so, but now's the, the time to put your half, gas on. Yeah. The, put your foot on the gas pedal. They need to go on a win streak for oh, sure. Absolutely, and and they've already started it right. But you need City to slip up again. You need Liverpool to slip up again. You need to just advance somehow. And really, when you have a chance to play teams like this, time after or you know week after week, 
then you really need need to take advantage of it and put yourself in a great position. So Tottenham's done a really good job of staying relevant, right? And and in my opinion, like I think a lot of like the examples of that is the 4-2 win against Arsenal and the 3-1 win against Chelsea. Those in my opinion were huge huge results for Tottenham. If you remember the Chelsea match. If you remember that Chelsea match, it was basically that was the deciding factor of who had fourth place or who had third place at the time, right? So, And then even within that Arsenal match as well, Arsenal is a team that is on the up and up, and they are definitely in the contention for that fourth spot. So that literally gave Tottenham even more separation on a team that could potentially threat them for that fourth or third spot, right? Now, where do I think... Tottenham's going to end at the end of the season. I think it's to be determined right now. If I'm looking at the standings right now, they're in third. They're two points ahead of the fourth spot Chelsea. I I do think that this is a race between Liverpool and Man City. I, again, I'm going to slightly... I'm not a Man City fan. I'm more of a Liverpool fan than I am City. But I'm going to give the edge slightly to City just because of how stacked they are. They're definitely going through their ups and downs. But the thing that worries me about Liverpool and the thing that gets me excited about Liverpool more so than worries is the fact that this team has not hit their full potential yet. And they're already in first spot without even hitting their full potential. Once Mosala becomes fully aware of like the form that he needs to perform at or starts tapping into uh, that form that he had last year, which you can see it with again last two last two games, four goals total. Um, that kind of tells me that Liverpool is only going to get scarier on the offensive end. They're already really stacked on the offensive end as far as how quick they break and how quick they counter. Once Mosala starts finishing some of those chances that he was finishing last year, they're only going to they're only going to scale upwards in my opinion so but i still want to edge i still want to give the edge slightly to man city just because it is man city because they are so stacked and because they're defending champs you know again this is their first loss of the season against chelsea so um not a bad loss to have under your belt it sucks because you lose first spot but again you're only down a point and it's a long season and it's a long season and liverpool's next opponent is Man United, which is going to be a tough road for Liverpool. Okay, anything else on Premier League? Premier League's picking up, man. Like, well, I, I mean, feel like every week there is like, I mean, we didn't even touch on, uh, what was that game? Hold up, let me pull it up. We didn't even touch on that crazy result that Liverpool had um, against Everton, mm-hmm. where the goal like. Oh, you, yes, 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 you got. If you have not seen the highlights, search 2018 Liverpool versus Everton highlights, and it was literally in stoppage time, 96th minute in stoppage time. Um, uh, Van Dyke shanks a ball. The ball actually hits the top of the bar. I think the goalie keeps it in, and it literally jumps on the post, drops down inbounds. And uh, Origi, the substitute for Liverpool, heads it in and wins the match. And what makes that so crazy is because that draw would have gave 
that drop would have gave uh, Man City a clear-cut favorite to first place. It would have given them three to four points uh, ahead of Liverpool for first place instead of two points. And that's a huge result for Liverpool. That was almost like, I mean, it wasn't a must win, but it was stakes were very high at that time. It was stakes were very high for Liverpool to get a result for that game. I didn't watch it. I know I, I watched like majority of the game, but then I saw the highlight and I'm just like, damn, how did that game end up finishing that yeah. way? I mean, you've just had so many good games, not just not just within Champions League between PSG, uh, Liverpool, PSG, Liverpool, Napoli, but just in, in the EPL, you know, Tottenham playing Chelsea, deciding who's going to get third or fourth spot and Arsenal versus Tottenham. You have that crazy derby match that that was that we didn't even really touch on them. You know that went four two. That was a very crazy you know North London derby match between those these two teams. Uh, Arsenal came out and played, man. Yeah. They came and, out and played. And they and say, the same as Liverpool. You mm-hmm. know, like. Um, and again, you've just had so many good matches, dude. Like Chelsea versus Man City. You know, like. The deciding factor of Liverpool getting first spot. There's just so much drama happening, and there's so much late drama happening between some of these matches and some of these games. It's just been, it's just been quite the joy to watch, and I'm looking forward to this coming up week: Liverpool versus Man United. Again, another big game. You know, like if 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 Liverpool loses and and Man U uh, Man City draws, then. You know, now you have uh, Man City back in first place. There's just so many. There's such little increments that separate one through four that it's just become such an interesting season to watch. And it's always a big game after a big game. You have a top four team, top five team playing each other, and that makes it even more interesting in my set. In, in my opinion, I think. I think EPL is at its peak right now. I think EPL is just by far, like, it's just piques my interest so much more than anything else at this moment in time. Well, I think that's something important to touch on too, right? Like, college football, there's nothing on Saturdays anymore now. So, like, Mm -hmm. people want to still get up and watch something. And essentially, this is what got me into Premier League last year was this time of year, right? This is like when we started playing FIFA and I could actually, like, there was nothing else on. So I'm like, all right, I'll get up and watch soccer. So I'd actually urge everyone to get up on Saturday and at least watch a game. Like, there's a game on at eight o'clock. Guarantee you're going to be up. You can watch it on NBC Sports. You can, um, the 10 30 game is always on NBC. So a local channel, Channel 5 here in Utah. And then on Sunday, Please watch the Liverpool-Man United game. It's going to be at 9 o'clock in the morning. It's going to be on before football. Football will literally start right after that. And just watch the passion that people come with in a big match like Liverpool versus Man United, especially the two managers for both clubs. And and the reason why it's going to be a – the reason why it's going to be a big game is because – Right now, Man Man United is sitting on the sixth spot, and Arsenal has quite the lead on them at the fifth spot. It uh, Man United has twenty six point, while Arsenal has thirty four points. Um, they're tied with Chelsea for thirty four. So, 
Man United has a lot of catching up to do. So they're definitely going to be more of like the attacking mindset. And Liverpool cannot let go of the gas pedal. They need to continuously win because they have this fucking bohemian in Man City chasing down their throats, chasing down their backs, that Liverpool just needs to perform every single game. So this is definitely going to be a game of two teams that are going to be pressing and attacking, and that's when you have the most exciting soccer. Again, it kind of goes back to it kind of goes back to that Bayern Munich versus uh, Borussia Dortmund game that we watched. You know, like it was basically two teams that were just going down each other's throats. Like it was just epic to watch that and i think we're going to get something similar i don't know if it's going to be anything like that because i'll still say it to this day as great as epl has been as as amazing as epl has been that Bayern versus Dortmund match it's crazy was probably the best football we've seen this season yep and that's it now we're actually going to take a journey we're going to jump on a plane and we're going to go back stateside and we're going to talk a little bit of the other football breck let's talk about them cowboys playboy jesus i mean first of all i don't think any of us thought the cowboys okay. uh first of all i'm gonna cut you off and i'm wow, just thanks gonna... for handing it over and then cutting no me no off. well well i just want to say that we're pieces of shit well yeah you are because we <laughs> i remember specifically saying the cowboys should just pack it in this season I mean, we do have an episode called Must Win Cowboys, and literally that's all they've done since we yeah. made that episode. So the Cowboys are interesting, right? Sitting pretty at 8-5 and five right now. 8-5 and five in first place in the NFC East. It's, uh, I mean, the Eagles, they just beat the Eagles. 6-7. and seven. Yep. And Redskins 6-7. and seven. And Giants still, like, I mean, there's still a chance, right? They're sitting at 5-8. and eight. There's still like an outside chance of outside chance looking in that they can make it. And the NFL is picking up right now. Like to me the NFL is like is very interesting. You have I mean you even look at the AFC West, dude. Like you have the Chiefs and the Chargers which play tomorrow. 11 and 2. Oh, they play each other tomorrow? Yeah. Crazy. Oh wow. So that whoever wins gets first first spot in the AFC, right? Because then they have the head-to-head win. Because yeah. if 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 the Chargers win, they're going to be tied for eleven and three. I, I think and that they're they going to get the head-to-head though. Yeah, but I think they've already. I think they've already played each other. Oh, they have. Yeah. Um, so I mean, that's going to be a good game. Philip Philip Rivers, I think, doesn't get a lot of credit, even though like he's a good game manager, dude. Um, he's just. A great professional, you yeah. know, like he's very dependable. Yeah, I wouldn't say I think he's a, a step above game manager in my opinion, uh, because he's come through in the clutch for. Yeah, I agree. But for the Chargers, you know, going it's back, we were calling them the L.A. Chargers. <laughs> going back to the Cowboys, though, man, they were not sitting pretty. Everyone was mm. saying like, you need to fire Jason Garrett, you need to do all this and that, and really, I think where everything changed is with. The addition of Amari Cooper and trading him for yeah. a first round draft pick, which no one was happy about, but the dude had like 210, 214 yards, something like that, receiving and four touchdowns against the Eagles. And th- these weren't just like 
little dink and dunk touchdowns. This was Dak Prescott like airing the ball out to Amari Cooper, which everyone, how many fantasy points did you have? Dude, yeah, at least in one 47? of my leagues, it was like 48. I was just like, holy shit. So the Cowboys are playing good. They ended up beating the Saints 13-10. to 10. And I think that's really important because you don't want teams like the Saints or the Rams to just like run over people. I think that's when football starts to get boring. When you see a team like the Cowboys beat the Saints, it makes football really exciting. And then even this week with the the Bears, they've been playing great football, and they ended up beating the Rams. And on the flip side, Jared Goff had four interceptions and no touchdowns. So the Bears have been playing really good football. It wasn't like a huge offensive game for them by any means, but they ended up beating the Rams, who have absolutely been killing it. Yeah. I mean, it's just it, it, it's kind of impressive just to see a team that was three and five, and is now where are they at now? Let's see. Now they're at eight and five. You know, so it's impressive to see what the Cowboys have done, and I do think it is as much as like we were kind of pushing it off to the side. We have to give credit where credit is due, and I think it from, from the the front office, I think it's a great job that they picked up Amari Cooper because I think it's honestly just opened up the offense. I think it's made, number one, clearly it's made Dak Prescott an even more uh, lethal player, but I also think it's opened up the run for Elliott, right? Now, now you see the Cowboys becoming a little bit more balanced, whereas early on in the season, it's been more so of like very predictable as far as run, 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 you know, like our biggest threat, like as far as the opposing defense, their biggest thing was let's stop the run. If we stop the run, we stop the Cowboys, right? Yeah. Now, I, I and we have to give as much as we hate it, you know, the idea of giving Mr. Jones some credit. I think we have to give him credit for picking up Cooper and realizing him realizing that hey, the season is still not over yet. The season is young even though there's there are people like us that were saying pack it in, you know, we'll work for next year, the season's over. Kudos to the Cowboys, kudos to the front office for making a change and making a trade to improve what is already there they have a great offensive line they have a fantastic defense and now their offense is finally clicking with that defense so i know i I touched on the bears already and that was something that you wanted to talk about and you've been following them a little bit more you even said that they're like kind of a dark horse in past episodes so what is your take on the Bears as of right now? I think Mitchell Trubisky is a stud. He was hurt yeah. for a few weeks. Uh, Tariq Cohen has been running all over defenses. But w- what would you have to say is the biggest thing that the Bears have been doing to win football games and and have the record that they do? So if you remember in our early episodes when the Saints lost like 43-41 to 41 or something like that, uh, our prediction was uh, still watch out for the Saints. They're going to be scary, right? They're going to be the team for us to watch. Um, the Saints are no longer that for me. I think the Saints are legit. I think the Saints are no longer a surprise team. Um, so a, a few episodes ago, I kind of switched courses and said, watch out for the Bears. Watch out for the Bears. I think they're legit. I think that they can make it to the Super Bowl. And the reason why I say that is 
because I think the Bears have the potential to be not quite Kansas City offense, but they can be very similar within how Kansas City runs their offense. I think both teams run their offense in a very similar way. I think Trubisky didn't have a good game last week. He threw like three interceptions, if I remember correctly. Um, but to me, what makes Chick- what makes Chicago so interesting is the fact that this is a defense that's lights out. Like this reminds me of the old school Chicago Bears defense, the defense that was literally unstoppable, right? Then where games were won on the defense. If you take a look at, let's take a look at, pull it up. Uh, one second. We are not prepared. My internet is being slow. Well, if you just take a look at some of their uh, previous games within uh, within it, their defense has just been lights out. The opposing offensive offenses have just literally not been able to do anything. And the fact that Chicago just totally shut out this prolific offense within the Rams uh, last Sunday has was be- a beautiful thing to see. Mm-hmm. And it was a beautiful thing to see how amazing that defense is on top of the offense not playing as good as they could. So I've watched literally like nothing on the Bears. I literally watched their numbers through fantasy, and that's about it because I have Trubisky in one of my other leagues. But, you know, the NFL is just getting to be exciting because there's just teams involved now that you don't typically hear about. Like the Bears, um, the Rams weren't necessarily the greatest for a while. I know some people have actually been bugging us to talk about the Rams a little bit more, and it was nothing against the Rams. But, again, I think the pick that we made at the beginning, or at least I did, was Chiefs-Saints-Super Bowl. And I got a lot of flack because I was discounting the Chargers. and I, I want, or Sorry, the Rams. And I want everyone to know I'm not discounting them. I just think when it comes down to the teams that are going to finish and actually get themselves to the Super Bowl, that is the, the Chiefs and the Saints. Again, they the, the Saints and the Rams have both proven that they are, like, incredible teams. But at the end of the day, like, I, I would think that they would have done a little bit better against Chicago's defense just because of how prolific they've been. I mean, you ha- you have to think of it this way. This is, like, let's put it in this way. This is why I'm so hyped about the Bears. You have a team in the Los Angeles Rams that are 11-2 and two, as of now, as of the loss against uh, Chicago. Uh, this is considered one of the best offenses within football. This is considered an offense that just completely dominates a game. And you have a Chicago defense that only allowed six points against this offense. It's crazy. And that shows you how crazy, how scary this defense that lives in Chicago is. This truly reminds me of the defense of Chicago past, the defense of, of back in the day where Chicago, where Chicago was basically known for their defense mm-hmm. and everyone was just terrified of playing Chicago because of their defense. And when it comes to the playoffs, defense becomes a little bit more important. 
I, I totally understand that the league and, and the way that the uh, league has been officiated has been against defenses, and we're wanting to see higher numbers. We're wanting to see crazy touchdowns. We're wanting to see big runs and all that, and, it, and, it, and it's become more of an offensive-driven league. But you have to see that this 9-4 and four Chicago team has very much been driven through their defense. And my prediction is, is if, if their offense slowly starts to pick it up, if their offense slowly starts to figure it out, because they run a similar system to uh, Kansas City, it's just only, for me, the only question mark that I have is can they reach a, not that potential, but can they get, can they, get close to that potential as far as running that offense if they can do that they are my favorite team to win the super bowl i will put them up there right now i have chicago trending i'm still even though even though the saints are you know they lost the week before they won this week but it wasn't a convincing win in the nfl wins a win in my opinion i still have saints as number one because i think that defense is starting to become every week it's become better and better especially compared to what we saw the monstrosity that we saw in week one but with that said i will take right now my list of order as far as top teams saints one bears two and then I will take Ram and Chiefs. Rams. Ram. The Rams, huh? Well, I mean, if you look at the playoff picture, the Saints and Rams right now are at least in the divisional round. Yep. Um, Same with the Chiefs and the Patriots. No, not the Patriots. Just Chiefs. Yep. And it's looking like the wild card round could be Seahawks-Cowboys and Vikings-Bears, which those are really good matchups. To start the playoffs with, um, but the the funny thing is the Cowboys haven't even solidified this yet, right? Like they the Eagles and Redskins are both tied at yep. six and seven, and the Cowboys could lose all these games very easily. And but the thing is, the Eagles are playing the Rams this week. The Redskins, for example, they are on their fourth string quarterback. You know, Alex Smith broke his leg. Cole McCoy broke his leg. Oh, Mark Sanchez. It's Mark, Chan- getting, it's Mark Sanchez. He ended up getting hurt, and they went to their four-string Josh Johnson, who, which, by the way, holy shit, who the fuck is that? You know, it, it's crazy that these teams have like, a legitimate shot at still making the playoffs. And yep. the, the thing about the NFL is anyone can beat anyone on any given day. It's I it's, agree. It's crazy, man. I mean, that's what makes this, you know, this coming up week, Packers versus Chicago, it's such an important game because Chicago needs to maintain that momentum and Packers need to win. You know, like Packers are sitting in, in that last place in their division, but they still have, it, it might be slight, but they still have a chance of making it out, right? They still have a chance of potentially getting there. They're still in the hunt for it, right? I'm just looking at those that are still in the hunt. And in the NFC, the Falcons are 4-9 and nine and considered in the hunt. 4-9 and nine yeah, in damn. the hunt. Let's see. And Who's the Packers there? are at like 5. What are they at? 5-7. and seven. And one tie. But the Falcons are 4-9. and nine. Literally, they're two games off of the Panthers. And Panthers are 6-7. and seven. Holy cow, the NFC is just heavy on the on the saints and then everyone else is trash wow 
wow. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, And there's three weeks left. A lot can happen. It's going to be really interesting. I'm actually excited for football and playoffs this year. Like, Yeah, the Packers are definitely not out of it, dude. No. No, it's crazy. And I, I think this is what the NFL needed, especially after last year with all of the bullshit around – uh, the kneeling thing. Kneeling, and it, it was just being so publicized, and the league was really looked at in a negative manner. And at the end of the day, we we're just, not we're not saying bullshit for people kneeling, just so we're, f- to set the record like, straight. The, the we're, chaos, we're, of which yeah, it was. The, exactly, yeah. So very exciting. I don't know. We'll see. We'll watch. Uh, it's very similar to the EPL. You know, like it's 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 honestly. Every week counts, and every week is going to is a huge deciding factor of what's going to happen moving forward. Which is to me, that's super exciting, right? Again, for me, I lean a little bit more towards the EPL as far as excitement goes, just because I love the flow and I love the fact that you know you have forty five minutes, you only have one stoppage within the game. We've talked about this before, and I think oh, we the keep game flow so much yeah, better. We, like, we keep hitting it up so hard. Yeah, but it is exciting, right? I'm I'm excited to see like if the motherfucking sheriff can make a push and see you know like they're they're in the hunt, dude. They're right there, you know. Like even though they're five and seven and one, like they have a potential of making it into the playoffs into the wild card. Um, but for me, the team to watch, honestly, right now is I really like the Texans and I really like the Bears. I think what the Texans are doing as far as their offenses is concerned, it's starting to click. And the Texans are always known for having a good defense. You know, like to me, they're like the, the University of Utah of the NFL, um, but better because they actually have a guy that can throw the ball and they have a running back that can run it. Not saying that Utah doesn't have that, but you know what I mean. All right, Peter. It's been a while since we podcasted. Hopefully the people got what they wanted. A little out. rusty, dude. A little rusty. rusty, Sh- rusty. Uh, we didn't touch on the Utes. The Utes lost. We don't really want to talk about it. They lost um, the championship game. It was a good game. Ended up getting hurt. They good got game. Invited to the Holiday Bowl in San Diego against Northwestern. 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 It's a bummer, you know, because this game was in reach for Utah, and it wasn't like one of those scenarios it was of like Washington game. Yeah. Like they, they're right there. They just can't put anything together. Yeah. They. You, the, the, they had the potential to beat them. It was again. It was just kind of like our prediction for this match was just spot on. I think uh, for for this game, um, they had the potential to beat them, and they just didn't take advantage of that. Of of that, and that kind of makes it bittersweet. Even though this is a team that made it to the Pac-12 championship, you should be. We should be very proud of that. But the mind can't help but to wonder about the idea of them potentially winning it because the opportunity was there. It's not like Washington is a head and, head and leaps better than Utah. I think it's more equal than people might see. Yeah, I think Washington's going to get messed up by Ohio State in the Rose Bowl. Yeah, and it pains, me to, it pains me to say that because I Hate Ohio can't State. stand Ohio State. Very happy that they didn't make it into... Uh, the playoffs, I'm actually a little bit shocked. I thought the committee was just going to keep out Oklahoma because of the lack of defense on Oklahoma's part. 
Yeah, but Oklahoma playing, what, Bama first game? I'm beyond stoked to see that, dude. Like, I'm beyond stoked to see. I'm more stoked to see Alabama versus Oklahoma. I am excited to see what this Heisman winner does against this prolific, prolific offense or prolific defense within Alabama. Well, maybe it's a topic for another day. A lot to come. A lot to come, my friends. We have a lot of EPL to talk next week. We have to update some standings on the NFL and college football playoffs is around the corner. And with that, please, again, find us on iTunes, yep. Spotify, yep. Google, yep. and Anchor. Yeah. And one thing I want to, like, people have been talking about, hey, I want to do my own podcast and, like, talk about sports as well. Like, go on Anchor. It's the easiest thing to do. You literally create an account and just go. Just or, record. or... You don't have to do that, and you can just listen to us. And if you have questions, you can shoot them out to us, and you can be a part of the show that way. Or start your own podcast. Or don't start your own podcast. Your we own don't podcast. want competition. <laughs> start your own podcast. Whatever about, you do, don't about, start it. About baking. Yeah. It, it, just don't make it about sports. You know, like if you want to talk about what a piece of shit you are, fine. Great. Do a podcast about that. Ryan. Just make sure it's not. Yeah, Ryan. Just. <laughs> God damn it. That, that was a good one. High five on that one. Um, just make sure it's not about sports because we do not want the competition. Don't say that. You're all a bunch of pussies. And I'll. <laughs> okay. Oh, sorry. Did, on, I the, did I insult the fans? Yeah. Sorry. You insulted the two fans that we have. Damn it. Both our mothers. Do not even Actually, three. <laughs> actually, three, because Amber's oh, one yeah. of the listeners. Man, actually, Ryan Pro listens quite a bit. Regardless, on that note, we're signing off. Have a great night. Bleh, bleh.